Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph Trevasham, MD. Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen. Co host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. And Melissa Bernard. We'll be right back, kick things off. We're gonna, I'm going to try to find somebody in politics or broadcast television who's not being accused of sexual harassment. There's like <laughs> four people this morning that are getting nailed. You got uh, Judge... Easy target assassination. Poor, poor choice of words. Poor choice yeah. Of words. yeah, you think so? Yeah. Judge Napolitano, Larry Kudlow, you got Governor Cuomo. Is, he's history. No, he's not. They went after him like there was no tomorrow on TV this morning, man. Mm. He could sacrifice a baby on an altar and no one would care. He's one of them. He's one of the uh, elite New Yorkers. I don't think he is anymore. We'll find out. We'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tommy, it's quiz time. Ooh, I love quiz time. Let me guess. Breck called and they want their diploma back. Easy. I earned that fair and square. In fact, it's right. Ah, well, look what you made me do. Sorry. So what's the question? So you've heard about the new car inventory shortages, right? Yeah, you've mentioned it about a million times. Guess how many 2021 Rogues we have in stock at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan? Mm, Seven. Close. The actual number is 209. A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so. So there's no reason to hurry? That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle? There's a word you don't hear often there, Monty Burns. Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this. Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. What are we rocking out? Is that the plan? That is the plan. Is Timmy with us? Yep. So, Tim... Yes, Tim is here. How are you? I'm looking at the national news, and I see four people who have been accused of sexual harassment, including the governor of New York and Judge Napolitano from Fox News. I don't see your name on here anywhere, so that's good. Yet. Yeah. Thank God for that. Uh, I see Larry Kudlow has been accused of uh, using racial slurs and not allowing people on his program because they're black, but that has been called completely baseless. So I don't know who's pissed off at him. But we're right now in the cancel culture and character assassination business, aren't we? We love to assassinate people's character. Oh, God. And now you know why I live in the country. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I heard that um, Lori Lightfoot, she does not regret at all doing that situation whenever she banned white reporters either so no, of course, no, of course not we're just yeah. in such of a divide man it's not even funny it's all true god I, that's so called that people call her beetlejuice she kind of does look like beetlejuice did though. you guys see the video of biden goes up to a young guy young kid i don't know he looked like maybe 12 and he like 
He's is touching him, and then he puts his mask in it in the kid's hand. He like holds his hand Why? for a second, and he's left with the kid's left with his mask. Dementia. What? Weird. And the kid like just puts it in his pocket. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do with this? I mean, he probably thinks he's giving him a presidential souvenir. Yeah, Could be probably. Yeah. Would you want a souvenir of somebody's no. spit? No, that's gross. Yeah. No, 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 no. But people it's... do collect presidential things, so that is definitely a unique item. Yeah. yeah. It would also have presidential DNA. I was going to say he's got, he could clone him. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> You know what's so funny about that? Because I saw a speech the other day by George W. Bush from back in the day. He and Biden have the exact same speech pattern. Uh, 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 we'll, um, um, well, you know, uh, uh, they both do that. It's hilarious. It's oh, like man. presidents of the United States who can't speak clearly. That's what we need less of. Well, I've often referred, I've heard presidents being referred to as puppets. Yeah, that's true. So that makes yeah. complete sense. I mean... You know, unless somebody's operating the strings, they you basically get incoherence coming out. That is true, and they and they they are dancing around like marionettes, man. It's unbelievable. Republicans, Democrats, doesn't matter. They're just all they're all being pushed around by the mighty dollar. Uh, watching uh, Trump speak was always like, what the hell? He what are just you would ramble about? on and on and <laughs> did, on, and somebody true. would ask a question, he would never answer it. He would just go back to the rambling. Yeah, but that's, on stand, that's and standard on. politics. Every politician does that. Yeah, Why is true. it so hard to ask, answer a question these days? They don't want to because that paints them into a corner. Oh, you said this. You said this, and now you're saying this. You changed yeah. your mind. You're an idiot. We hate you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It, well, that's, they did it anyway, so yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what you say. Again, I am just wondering who wants that job in the first place. I would have to agree with you. I would never want to be president of the United States. Oh, my God. Power hungry Although people. I could buy a $12 million house in Martha's Vineyard if I was, though. And a place in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And, and a place in Hawaii and, and a place in Chicago. Chicago. Mm-hmm. Or Illinois, anyway. It's probably not in Chicago because it's no. not safe enough to be no. in Chicago. No. Well, the big scrutiny with the Martha's Vineyard, isn't there like a big party coming up with 500 unmasked guests? Now it's 600. It went up another 100. Well, I heard, I heard it's... 500 guests and 200 workers. Servers. Servers, yeah. 200. 200 people w- waiting on 600 people. So you got three, oh, p- three people a piece. That's a party. I was going to say, yeah. rager. Wow. Rager. Okay, so I have to ask you one more thing before we move on to your report, Tim. You ready? Because you're, sure, you're a media sure. guy. I uh, saw on, uh, on uh, news, I tuned around uh, about, uh, about an hour ago now, 179 people have been interviewed by uh, former attorney, uh, attorney general uh, Lynn, uh, Kim, and another woman. Uh, apparently, your your buddy Chris, not Chris Cuomo, the other one. What's the other one's name? Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> apparently, he's got major problems because he's been accused of sticking his hand down women's blouses up their pants. Oh dear. He's got problems uh, because 179 people testified. Apparently. Okay, answer me this. I mean, you got him, you got the guy in, um, the guy that lied about his address. What's his name? Thompson? Oh, yeah, yes. Okay, so he apologized for calling somebody a racist on the floor. And they say, okay, we're not going to pursue the ethics complaint. Why not? What's happening with the other stuff? Yeah, when the guy, he didn't even have the, the correct, how can you have a Wisconsin driver's license, not have a Minnesota driver's license, and you're a representative in the state of Minnesota? I don't get that. I don't either. And But, but the, the, the question is, is you know, the, 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 the heat is on him until the news cycle recycles and changes and focuses on right. something else. Yeah, it'll be something else. And it else. seems that everybody forgets about what's going on. I mean, that certainly was the case with Cuomo. Oh, yeah, there's no question about it. But I think he, I don't know, he's not going to be able to dodge this one, I don't think. So many women have stepped up and said he's done really outrageous things with them. Well, at least it's coming back. I mean, because it just seemed like everybody forgot about it. He, he uh, refused to resign, and that was it. Yeah. But why, why now? Why not, when this happened, what, five, ten years? The, the I agree. Me, why don't these women just say, hey, buddy, this guy just did this. Get out of here. You're a pig. Well, I, I don't know, and, and there's, there's, a, there's a real sociologic and psychologic reason why 
that occurs, whether it's men or women. Right. And it just, this delay just troubles me so much because he wouldn't be governor if, he would, if someone was stepped up earlier. Yeah, I got, it's got to be fear, man. He must hold, he must wield an enormous amount of power. Yeah, or perceived power, certainly. Or, By the you way. know, I mean, same thing with the Weinstein deal. Yeah, yeah. that's true. If yeah. you get, get a chance to watch on HBO Max, Catch and Kill, the podcast tapes with uh, Ronan Sinatra. Oh, yeah, yep. <laughs> Ronan Sinatra. He looks like, he looks like, who could have been his old man. Uh, yeah, it kind of looks I like I mean, the amount of power that Weinstein had to kill a promising career was unbelievable. So it was probably that. Mm-hmm. I will bury you. Yeah. It just had yeah. to have come down to that with Cuomo, too. I will bury you, and conversation's over. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, but I just thought I'd bring that stuff up because it just looks like it. I mean, Napolitano's already been fired by Fox for making... Uh, inappropriate comments to a woman, at least one woman. Uh, an empl- the employee, 27-year-old John Fawcett. Now, John Fawcett also claims that uh, that Larry Kudlow said some racist thing uh, to people and didn't allow someone on his show because they were black. But that apparently has been been proven to be total bunk, that that was just made up. So I don't know anything about it. I, These news reporters, these, these politicians, yeah. I wish they'd all go to prison. How about that? Well, speaking of Cuomo, that guy on CNN, Fredo. Oh, Fredo, Chris Cuomo? <laughs> yeah, he's a barn burner, isn't he? Fredo. God, that's, he, that's he gets cold. in more fights with his guests than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah, he does. No, who Was that Trump that called him Fredo first? <laughs> yeah. No, it was just oh. some guy that encountered him in public. Oh, that's right, the guy on a bicycle. Oh, and then Trump, <laughs> Trump got into it. Trump Trump did, got sure sure. Yeah, Trump did definitely got into He did call him Fredo. I didn't know who Larry Kudlow was. Yeah. So I looked him up and I I hit uh, his official website, www.kudlow.com, are suspending all activities until further notice. Oh, there you go. Wow. Whoops. Wow. Who shut him down, do you think? Mm, I don't know. Somebody Meanwhile, did. you got Mr. Zoom. Uh, what's his face on CNN? He's back. Been back for a few weeks. Who is it? Tubin. Jeffrey Tubin's back after what he oh, did? Yeah. Didn't he whip out his schwanz on a Zoom call? Well, it, he, it looked very suspicious, and he admitted that. I don't think you saw anything. But it was pretty obvious what he was doing, from what I understand. But, yeah, the the New Yorker fired him, but CNN, he's back. Well, the the, the television news is so filthy. Like I said, it's all either arrogance or smugness. That's what you get from television news now. The national news, anyway. Yeah, so, you know, there's at least some stations appear to be. Where's Kudlow? I didn't even know. I don't even follow these these on yet. He's on on Fox. I don't know if he's going to be, he was. It's just basically cuts of the what do you uh, cut of a different cloth or whatever. Cut What's from the, the same cloth. Cut from the same cloth. <laughs> They're all cut from the same cloth. Just different different networks. You know, I got to point something out here, and I want to be very clear about this. I've never even shoved my hand up my own pants. So <laughs> I think you have. I don't think I have. Down my pants, yes, but never up my pants. That's a whole different thing, Catherine. You haven't you know. adjusted your undies. Down my pants, not up my okay. pants. Yeah, they're totally different. <laughs> totally different deal. I don't understand. So is this an image thing where I'm for, I'm famous, I'm nationally famous, I'm, I make a lot of money so I can do whatever I want? Is that what this is all about? Yeah, it's all about the, the FaceTime. It's uh, branding. That's the, that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I'm the guy that, who is the guy that would go after Trump all the time on CNN? All of them? Yeah, all of them. But there was one in particular, uh, Acosta. Oh, Jim Acosta. Yeah, those two used to be. You don't hear his name anymore now, don't do you? No, you don't hear much about about him anymore, but I don't know. You know, but I'm sure he was setting it up as such where I was the guy that went after Trump all the time. You know, it's about branding. It is indeed. There's no question. But in any case, so what else is happening in your world, Pally? Well, not a lot. I, I'm, you know, just uh, taking a couple of days, kicking back a little bit uh, before my youngest goes back to school. It's oh, hard yeah. to believe. I hate, yeah. I hate August. 
because the kids go back to school and I get bummed about that. Well, because you don't see him as much? No. no yeah. you, know, you know, I heard you the other day talking about how you were sad about Andy and Alex going off to school and you were all teary-eyed and... Catherine reminded you that it's just across town. <laughs> They're in St. Well, Paul, Tom. My kids are going to school for half days. Fawn's going five half days, and Sage is going two half days. And I think about it, and I just like burst into tears. <laughs> so, so it's in the blood, apparently. One mile away from me. I know. It, just, it sucks, man. I've always had a hard time. Once we hit August, I get bummed out. Yeah, I understand. But I, I will never forget that. I went, Kathy goes, what's the matter with you? I said, what do you mean, what's the matter with me? The kids moved away. She goes, they're in St. Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, still too far. He likes us. <laughs> yes, I like my well, children. I liked you too, but I also thought that it was great that you were going on and doing different things with your life. You were growing very, up. It's good. That was very convincing, by the way. Yeah, I liked you too. <laughs> yeah, that was real nice. Real sincere I still there. like you guys. I kind of like you still, you know. Six out of ten. You're all right. I don't know. You, you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, who needs it? They weren't in the house, so I couldn't kill anyone who tried to hurt them. Very uh, <laughs> well, see. I Andy had confidence never, in their abilities to go out Andy and never be goes anywhere, ever. <laughs> and I <laughs> well, go all true. over the place all the time. But, that's um, very true. very much defend myself. Um, I still got to get you. I still got to find out if it's 819 or 819 oh or 819. God. It's a okay. pub. You know what you do? You call them. 819. You, mm. Or when and you when next they answer the phone, you'll know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Let's call them. Bring them up on the air. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I think you have a problem. Works for me. I'm fine. Anyway, so moving forward, well, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Tommy, I was going to ask. I just read a story. Now, your mom, are you lived in Long Prairie? You were born there? Yep, I was born in Long Prairie. lived there till I was two years old. It is still the, one of the few homes to an actual drive-in theater. Talking about some family yep. drive-in. The Long Prairie that. Drive-In, baby. Spent many a time sitting in my Uncle Ted's car watching movies at the Long Prairie Drive-In. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, I love that town. It's not, yeah, I mean, they the downtown area sucks. Well, downtown, it's like two blocks. But, uh, yeah, I loved, I always loved when I was a kid going up to Long Prairie. We, Catherine and I went last year and visited my Aunt Mary Ann. Yep. So I probably got to get up there again this fall because I love my aunt Marianne's a wonderful person. She is. How big of a town is it? About what two thousand people, Catherine? Mm. Is that all? It seemed bigger. Well, maybe it is bigger now. It might be bigger now. When I when we used to go there when I was a kid, it was two thousand people. I know that because I kept going. Isn't that how many people live in our building at twelve hundred Spruce Place? It's about <laughs> two thousand people living in there. Long Prairie is up to thirty five hundred as of twenty ten. Oh my God! So it's probably closer to four thousand, five thousand now. There's uh, a metropolis. Huge. Oh no! It shrank twenty nineteen. The estimates thirty three hundred. Oh, dropped like a rock. Two hundred oh. people. Yep. Now, is that the city proper, or do you, are you talking about the townships around it, too? Uh, mm, probably just too the, many the townships. Town. Yeah, I don't think there really are any of those. One other really? thing, before we move on from Long Prairie, Minnesota, I would like to point out that the Long Prairie River flows north. What do you think of that action? Mm. That is bizarre. And I'd like to point out that noise you hear is Jude snoring. Really? He's very tired. Judy, are you really tired over there? Careful. Yeah, he's like a he's like a foot away from my mic, and it's it's, oh, it's so loud. loud. He's kicking it's it very up. Loud. It it's very very loud, no doubt about it. But Jude, no, that's tired. one of the things. Tim, we were talking about that this morning. I love Minnesota. There's a couple of things about Minnesota. I'm not. I don't like the passive aggressiveness of some Minnesotans. I don't like the judgmental people who have to knock you down a peg. Oh, you know, that's those the whole world now. I hate the Minnesotans that do that. But other than that, I I. Driving around the state, Catherine and I just went down to Lanesboro. We love going to Red Wing. Love going out to Duluth know, is beautiful. Duluth is gorgeous. Little water town. You got to go out to Mackinthoons and St. Bonifacius. You know what I'm talking about. It's not my way. It is, oh God, that's a that's a great meat market. Uh-huh. You know, Andy's going to be kind of your next door neighbor in a way. Really? Where yeah. are you moving to, Andy? Watertown. Oh wow, that's awesome. Where are you? I'm in Waverly. Well, talking about townships and stuff, mm. I'm actually in Marysville Township, but my uh, I'm technically Waverly, I guess. Hmm. Okay. You and Hubert Pretty Humphrey. Close. Yes. You and Hubert. Um, yeah, so Watertown is about mm, 
maybe 15, 20 yeah, miles 20 away minute. from me. Yeah, about I'd 20 say. minutes most, yeah. Yeah, I'd say. Because every time I go to visit uh, Melissa and Andy, I'm going to drive by and touch the ball of twine in Darwin. There's a ball of twine? You know what? It's the world's um, largest I ball of twine. I just drove by oh, no. Darwin yesterday. And the 30th anniversary, I don't know, it's got to be older than that. It's like it's like the 30th annual twine ball festival or something <laughs> going on coming up. Certainly it is. Absolutely. Twine <laughs> ball festival, ladies and gentlemen. Johnson, Francis A. Johnson did it. He began rolling it in 1950 and wrapped for four hours a day for 29 years. 29 years. Wow. That's dedication. Apparently, Timmy, you'd never heard my story about the last time I was at the Darwin Ball of Twine, huh? Oh, I heard it, but it's fun to hear all of Yeah, Andy, you, know, you never heard that story? I don't think so. The the Ball of Twine in Darwin is in its own hut. They built a hut to surround the big Ball of Twine. I'm looking at it, it right now. It deserves a hut. <laughs> it does. It needs a hut, and it deserves a hut. <laughs> so we're joking around, and as I'm leaving the Ball of Twine, walking down toward the car at the curb... These three young women, they look to be probably early 20s. So as a joke, I pointed at one of them and I said, don't be trying to touch the ball of twine. And she was horrified. I then found out from her friend that she was deaf and she really thought I was yelling at her. Oh, oh, God, God, did I feel like a... You're a monster. (laughs) I felt terrible about that. I was like, oh, man, I was just kidding. Hey, we we got to get to this this, uh, Long Prairie Drive-In. Oh, I uh, love the Long Prairie uh, Drive-In. First run hits, so we got uh, Jungle Cruise sure. playing, and then Black Widow, mm-hmm. and they have a motorhome parking area, so you Huge. can stay overnight. Oh, yeah, you can stay overnight at the Long Prairie Theater. Oh, That's that cool. is hardcore. That would be the best. Oh, Darwin is a solid 10 miles north of Hutchinson, so that's why we never go that way. But you will oh. now that you found Timmy's there. <laughs> yes, now well. that we know. Actually, now that my family lives in Hutchins, then it'd be well, I mean, yeah. easier to just. It would be easier there. to go there if we wanted to. Yeah. Slide on over to the Population 350. 350 people? Yep. <laughs> Where? Yeah, you Darwin. have Dassel, Cocado, then Darwin. Cocado. Mm-hmm. I'm going on the way to Litchfield. I got to Litchfield and see how yeah. Walmart destroyed the downtown area of Litchfield. Did it? Which pisses me off. That I love that main street in Litchfield. Now it's just empty. Walmart mm-hmm. drove them all out of business. Our neighbors from Litchfield. And the Hollywood Theater is in Litchfield. Oh, so. you horn tootin' baby. Now we're That talking. and the drive-in, so. See, I love all those little Little Falls and Long Prairie and, you know, Darwin and Litchfield. I love those small towns in Minnesota. Sox Center. I remember when my mom used to say Litchfield. I thought it sounded like a swear when I was a little girl. Litchfield. Because Litch, Litch sounds like bitch. Litchfield. I was always like, Mother. <laughs> I'm sure they never never got taunted at a football game being called Bitchfield. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that might have happened. I know it happened. You know it there's did. There's no way. There's what? no way, man. Hey, uh, how long do we be before the break? About two minutes, but then we'll be. You're going to come back for a second segment, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I have a, a, a movie friend said says hello, but I'll tell you after the break. A movie friend said hello to who? To you guys. Oh, good. I'm glad. It's going to be fun to hear who that is. Yeah. Well, I can't be Marlon Brando because he's dead. It's not Marlon Brando. Although, you know what? I did get that book, I'm Your Huckleberry. Oh, God, I bet you that's good. you got to get it. Yep. I I skipped ahead to the chapter on Dr. Moreau, and there's no question that their problem, as in Marlon and Val Kilmer's problem on yeah. that film was yep. with John Frankenheimer, the director. No doubt about it. They both hated And not his guts. with each other. In right. fact, they got along famously the way Val describes it. One of my favorite things that Tim's talking about is that in the movie, well, everybody knows, The Isle of Dr. Moreau, that Marlon Brando's character dies, and because Val Kilmer was so pissed off at Frankenheimer because Marlon basically quit the movie, That's the you know, and then they bumped him off early in the movie, the rest of the movie, Val Kilmer did a Marlon Brando impression, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which yeah. I thought was hilarious. And, and you know, by the documentary, you know, it seems like they pitted Val Kilmer and, and, and Marlon against each other. When yeah, in oh, fact, yes. It was something entirely, nope, entirely right. different. And you find out that not only in the book, but in this uh, documentary, Val, which will be on Amazon Prime Video this Friday. I love it, man. So it's called, what's it called again? It's called... 
The book is called I'm Your Huckleberry. I'm Your Huckleberry from, uh, from Tombstone. Uh, yes. But he Indeed. talked about his entire life and career. What a great and actor. Then, and then Val is taken from all of the personal videotape, hundreds upon hundreds of hours, and, and then new interviews where he talks through... Yeah, it's not a, an electrolarynx, but it's something else. But he plugs a hole in his throat. Yep. And then, you know, he sounds like this the whole time. It's really sad. I it mean, is it's, sad, but yep. He's trying, he's trying, and he's still in movies, as we know. It was just so, in uh, yeah. Birthday Cake. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, you so, know, um, even though he had the electrolarynx, he was good. What's that? Even though he was using that electrolarynx, I thought he was good in the movie anyway. Cause it, he's still a good actor. Yeah, he I is, mean, yeah. you know, yeah, he... And, and the way they explain it in the movie is that he's a mafia guy who got shot in the throat. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break here. Be right back more with Timmy. Tim Lammers right after this with the family. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Priority Courier Experts does not have the largest inventory of lease-to-own trucks anymore. Hold on now. Anymore. All right, fill me in. Pat, who in town buys brand new trucks and immediately puts those rigs into the most honest and ethical lease-to-own program? Priority, that's who. But you said they don't have the largest inventory. Let me spell it out for you. First, Priority orders the finest spec of Kenworth and Freightliner trucks. These rigs cost anywhere between $135,000 to $215,000. That's more than my house. I hope things get better for you, man. Next, a qualified driver sits down with one of Priority's onboarding specialists, reviews the lease-to-own program, and earning potential of partnering with one of the world's largest same-day delivery companies. And shazam! Another partnership is formed, and that driver is on their way to owning that rig in five years or less. That sounds simple. It is that simple. That's why Priority doesn't have the largest inventory of new trucks anymore, because these rigs roll off the lot almost as soon as they arrive. <coughs> Calling all drivers. Take charge of your driving career today. Visit Priority.com or call Robbie, Nick, Chad, or Mike, 651-748-4465, and they'll get you on the road. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Yeah, well, I was like that every time you call us tagline. Yeah, I remember when Steve pulled every truck off the road to hang that tagline on the sides. Hey, Pat, your finger's still on the record button? I said, sisters, if you only knew. You would wish you were in my shoes. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Tim Lammers is with us. We've discussed great things like Val Kilmer, the ball of twine in Darwin. What more could you ask for? Well... On Sunday, I got a call from, well, actually it was from Los Angeles, connecting me to Berlin, where our friend David Desmelchen oh, is filming his latest movie. He's a great guy. David Desmelchen's a great guy. Yeah, he is. And um, I interviewed him for The Suicide Squad. Right, right. Where he plays the polka dot man, and it is a wild-ass movie. <laughs> it's crazy. But we'll talk more about that in a, in a few. But, um... Yeah, I, near the end of the phone call, I had about a half hour with him, and he says, hey, make sure to say hi to Tom and the crew for me. Oh, that's very nice We're the him. crew. Mm. We're the crew. We're the crew, honey. And the rest. Yes. Well, exactly the, the right. publicist was on the line, and I, they, they were pressuring us to uh, wrap up. Otherwise, right. he would have said Catherine, Alex, Andy. Oh, sure, he would have. <laughs> <Catherine. laughs> mm -hmm. Well, he knows all you guys. He would have. Oh, He's a great kidding. guy. I'm kidding. He is. I just. He is such of a great guy, and I tell you what. I continue to love about him. Um, the first time I actually talked with him, and this is why I get along with him so well, um, he wasn't 
he didn't have his big break yet. Right. So right. he was the guy that appeared in the Joker. You know, Harvey Dent held the gun to his head, and you know he did a couple roles where it's like, okay, he's that guy. Who is that guy? But I, I, you know, reached out to him, got an interview, and then all of a sudden things started to break for him. So I've been, you know, I guess his buddy for the last eight years and seeing his family grow and stuff. And I'm sure he discussed it with you when he's done interviews, but he's a big family man. And, um, you know, he was so excited before. The first time I talked to him, his wife was pregnant with her first child. And he just knew he was going to be a great dad. Well, now... Him, his wife, and their two kids—they go with him everywhere he films. It's like that's—it's either that or I don't do the the film. Yeah, so they—you yeah. know—he took them to Berlin, so they've been in Berlin all summer. But he could hear his kids. He was out walking with his kids when we were talking on the phone, so it's kind of cool. But I just love that about him—is that family is bar none the most important thing to him. No, so that, that, that it humanizes. You know the you know Hollywood folks. They're. Uh, Generally, I wouldn't say shouldn't say generally because we know a lot of good people, but a lot of them are just about themselves. Where yeah, this guy is yeah. about his family, and that's it. They are number one with him. Timmy, what's that great movie he was in a couple of years ago? Uh, I think he and his girlfriend were going to have a Hello? baby. Or, can you not hear me? Did it break? Yeah, that happened. Can you hear me? No, oh, there you are. Here. Seems like I lost you. Better? There is that can you better? Hear us now? No, still bad. No, what's the problem? I think our phone hybrid is dying. That's what. Well, right, I'm going to hang up. There we go. Oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, should we get a new phone hybrid, or yes, what should we I do? We should. What's a phone hybrid? It's the thing You're that saying... makes us able to talk on the phone. I think we should just stop using landlines. Oh. It's sucked the, since the day we got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. All right, anyway. Landline is over, man. Yeah, I pretty kind much. of is, was yes. saying, what was a great movie about... A, David S. Yeah, I think he, he and his girlfriend or his wife were going to have a baby or his sister was going to have a baby or something. Remember that? Uh, all Creatures Here Below. Oh, God, what a great movie. can't believe you knew the name of the movie from that awful description. <laughs> what do you mean? It's <laughs> right on the money. Have a baby. What do you mean awful description? <laughs> it was perfect. It just dialed everything right in. Well, the reason I knew it, Andy is because um, I just did a piece on him. I interviewed him for a site I write for called Looper.com. Uh, Little plug there. Hmm. Um, but I just did kind of like a career highlights thing, and one of the films I wrote about was All Creatures Here Below. And what it is is that, I don't want to give away too much, but basically he's on the run for murder. She kidnapped the neighbor's baby. Uh, and they're on the run. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's what it is. Right, there you go. Great movie. Really good. Yeah, and he wrote that, and and it's interesting. He's he did another one called Animals, which is a few years ago. And again, one of these films he's working on when he before Ant Man. Ant Man was a big break for him, mm-hmm. um, so he released that not too long before then. Uh, but that was also written by him, and he struggled with heroin addiction back in the day, and found the light. Thank God. And uh, so he's very open about his life, and he's very open about his life, uh, even with playing this character that he plays in Suicide Squad. But um, so it's more of an, it's, it's much more of an emotional role than you would think, out of, especially out of a supervillain movie. Right. Yeah, so he, he just tells you the truth. And, and I know Tom in the past, like when Robert Downey Jr. gets pissed off and people bring up his past, you know, it's like, use that to help people, right? Mm-hmm. And I think David Desmelchin uses that to help people, whereas yeah. Downey just wants to forget about it. Right. So that's another thing I deeply admire about him, is the fact that he's had struggles, he still talks about those struggles, and if it's going to help somebody through their struggles, then great. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I'll tell you what, Timmy, you and you must love this because you've been doing it for so many years. Once in a while, I get a message. I just got a message uh, a few weeks ago. A friend said, hey, I ran into Billy Bob Thornton, and he said to make sure to say hello to you. Yeah. I mean, how nice is that? Yeah, it's cool. I don't have too many friends in the business. Yeah, you know everybody, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's nice when some say that they remember. Oh, I remember Bill Shatner. 
I remember you. I, Shatner's a great interview, isn't he? <laughs> he just, he's a great, what is he, 90 years old now or something? He is. He's 90, 91. Wow. And, and he's just amazing. got the same attitude. Tom, why don't you come to my house for Christmas? <laughs> like, yeah, okay. Should've okay, Bill. I should have shown My up. favorite with him was when he said he remembered me. Yeah. I started laughing. Because I thought, oh, you're so full of shit. No, um, no, he, he's pretty good about that stuff, actually, man. And then he goes, no, I do remember. You're an extraordinary young man. Oh, see? There's proof right there, baby. <laughs> oh, I know. There's the proof, all the proof you true. need. No. no. So there is a couple, no. you know, I know a couple actors. I know a couple producers. And, yep. you know, whatever. I mean, I... You know, it, it, it's fun, though. It is nice when you do get a chance to talk with some. I catch up with, well, David, it's been a while because of the pandemic. But oh, generally, sure, every yeah. film or project he does, I'm talking with him about. He's in the upcoming Dune movie as well. That's right. He plays he plays a Mentat. Yeah, Piter. Piter. Piter the Mentat. Pite, what no, Piter DeVries. Oh, that's a... Are you a great. Dune fan, Ralph? Oh, does Pinocchio have a wooden... Yeah, nose. Yeah, I wouldn't nose. Yeah, oh yeah, this is gonna be. Yeah, that's that's uh, maybe that's the only science fiction movie I'll be watching this year. So, sci-fi really? has been pretty bad lately. Oh, it is. It, I just I just saw a. I just watched a YouTube uh, that showed all the previews of the next twelve or fifteen uh, of them, and I can't even name the last one I saw. And they, and well, two of them are sort of a, a rewarming of um, Ready Player One. Where there people right, where yeah. it's, what's his name? Uh, uh, who 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 plays Deadpool? Um, oh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds has. That's he's what he's good. doing Free now. Guy. It's they're in a game and they're gonna. So it's it's really just warmed over that. And then the others are games. They're they're trying. They're going through this thing and trying to make a movie out of a game, a video game, and it never works. It's just a bizarre. No, most industry. video game movies are pretty bad. And I would say, two thirds of them. Are produced by Disney, one way or the other. Oh yeah, very yeah. Disney product. Very interesting. That would make sense, Timmy. I got to ask you a question here. Mm-hmm. Uh, why didn't I own Hello Sunshine? Explain that to me, would you please? Why? What, what's that about? Hello Sunshine is owned by Reese Witherspoon. Oh God, yes. It's a media million. company. Just sold it for nearly a billion dollars. I don't. Why don't do I do? have a media company? <laughs> yeah, what the hell does Hello Sunshine focused on promoting women's experiences? Yeah, she's been buying. That's a total name deal. Yeah, yeah. she's been Again, buying rights branding. for stories and oh, she producing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but right. well, like she's been laundering money. No, she's been doing what? What are all the things that she just did? She just did a bunch, of, a couple of shows with the yeah, pretty. Well, Pretty if they haven't seen it yet on Apple TV Plus, it's the morning show. Everywhere. The morning show, yeah. Everywhere, the morning show, other stuff Big Little Lies, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, she has like a pro- whole production company. A billion dollars. That's all I have to say. She's got yeah. some well, again, it, it comes down to her name being attached to it. Yeah, it does. Yeah, her but you know what? She could still send me $100 million, just like uh, Bezos did with that, uh, with that reporter on CNN. He gave him $100 million. Where's my $100 million? Can you imagine if somebody sent me $100 million, how many people I'd walked up and to go, you can kiss my ass for the rest of the time, baby. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and those same people would be saying, hey, can you, uh, yeah, can, can, can yeah. you hey, how about a million here? Come on, a little something for the average. Yeah, well, yeah. they already got theirs. And they, you know, well, there's that the great bitches. Chappelle show skit where he gets together. He thinks that he got Oprah pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and as That's it turns out, bad. it's Dr. Phil's baby. Oh, Dr. Phil. But he goes to his office at Comedy Central. He says, I've got an announcement. Everybody can kiss my ass. You kiss my ass. You kiss, you my, kiss ass. my ass. Everybody kiss my ass. Exactly. And, then he, and then he just turns to somebody and farts in their face. And I mean, it's just nice. crazy stuff. Man, Hilarious. Like, like Fawn and Sage. <laughs> and then at the end of the skit, when Oprah is giving birth, all of a sudden a baby comes out and it looks like Dr. Phil. That's right. Oh, <laughs> it lo- baby looks like Dr. Phil? That's very it's funny. Doc, it's a baby with Dr. Phil's head. That's right. Yeah. And that's when he knows he didn't get he didn't. That's what, that's what it's a shocker. He didn't know that. That's when he knows he didn't impregnate her. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting there watching the birth eating pizza. <laughs> oh, God. He is a very oh, funny guy. Look up the skit. 
Oh, it's so funny. Well, he was at everything the, he did was funny. He's at the mayor of uh, Washington D.C.'s uh, little g- birthday party there. I noticed that nobody was wearing a mask wow. the day after she said everybody has to wear a mask. And then she was trying to complain. Yes, that's when we were doing a toast. No, you weren't. You were taking a picture. Um, I got to say something, Tim, and I, I want actually for everybody in the room uh, to listen to this as well. That I just saw something. And um, I don't care for this woman. I think she's got a really bad attitude. She's not funny. I, I just She's listed as a comedian here. I don't care for her work. I don't care for her attitude. She loves to take shots at people just to, you know, to try to build her brand. But I still feel tremendously sad to hear that Kathy Griffin has yeah. lung cancer. Oh, oh, yeah, I did too. I did stage too. one large cell, she'll be fine. She'll be okay. Yeah, yeah, but doesn't isn't there a chance it'll pop back up again? Well, very yeah. low chance. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's not, that's that's good. Not but it's one of those weird deals where she never smoked. You know, the, the, it the, can happen. Oh, right? It's so weird. Almost every case of lung cancer that's not related to smoking is related to radon. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Really? And she did grow up in an era where people were not really aware of radon. That's true. So. That's true. But maybe as a, as just a little forward to everybody else here, even though I don't like her work, I don't like her as a person, she's not funny to me, she's not interesting, I still feel tremendously sad that a, that a, a person of uh, her age has lung cancer. Andy tells me she'll be okay, but it still makes me sad. So just yeah. because you don't like somebody's work, you don't like them, or whatever, you don't have to hate them or cancel them. No. I would never think of doing that. No. Never. Well, that's, I, I, did, I felt really sad, too, when I saw that. Yeah, you don't wish do. that crap about no, anybody. No, of course not. Absolutely not. It's enough. I hate people that, that take advantage of that kind of thing. It's like, oh, well, good, you're going to die. Well, thanks. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, the, and you know, the worst place to read stuff is Twitter. Oh, when something like yeah. that happens. Haven't been on it in eight, nine years. Thank God. I, I haven't even looked oh. at it in eight or nine years. Social media in general. Yeah, no, it's all Ugh, awful. It's disgusting. A bunch of gutless people who would never stand toe-to-toe with you and slug it out, but they'll run their mouth and try to ruin your life, won't they? Run your uh, mouth. Yeah. Tough guys. Everybody's life. a tough guy on, on social media. Well, I tell you what. If you look at the people that are making these comments, first of all, they don't use their real name. No, God, no. But you, 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 I don't click on their profiles, but you hover the mouse above it. It'll say eighty-six followers. Right. You know, <laughs> just people that screaming for attention. No, no, I know. It's it's. Uh, I just don't understand why you have to be. What the, uh, once again? Here, here's what I would say. Now I don't even know if Kathy Griffin is married. Is she married? I think so. Does she have any children? I don't think I don't, so. I don't think so. I. I thought she had a partner. I don't know if oh. they're married. Well, the only reason, I've, I've never heard of children. The only reason I bring that up is, so you go after Ralph. Go after Ralph Basham. Well, Ralph's got a lovely wife. He's yeah. got great kids. So you want to ruin their lives as well. They had nothing to do with anything you're pissed off at Ralph about. But you're going to ruin their lives, too, by destroying their father. Why would you do that? That makes yeah. no sense to me at all. None. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to. Yeah, people don't realize that. When you're wishing ill on somebody... You're wishing ill on everybody, their entire being. Yeah. So Kathy Griffin, I hope she she's never smoked in her life, uh, as you guys pointed out already. The cancer was in early stages, contained within that lung only, so that's good. The doctors are very optimistic. So I'm glad to hear that that Kathy Griffin. And again, there's nothing that she's ever done I ever found funny or interesting. She has an attitude I don't really care for, but still, I don't. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. No. no. So there no. you go, Randy Bick. Is Kathy Griffin's husband Randy? Oh, Bick? she is married. Yeah, according to hmm. where I wonder who I? that is. Is he in the pen business? <laughs> Bick pens, maybe. Yeah. Bick pens, yeah, maybe. Know. In the razor business? Is it B I C? No, it's B I C K. Oh, it's got a K. Yeah, apparently he's not. B I C H B H. He's not like a big deal. She didn't. She didn't marry nobility. No, she didn't. Mm. Yeah, she's had a nice. She's she looks good. She's had a nice facelift. That scar that they took that part of her lung out is not gonna, that that is not going to be that big a deal. That's good. It's on her chest. You know, they probably clipped out part of her lung rather than the total lung. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. She might get a taste of some chemotherapy. Boom, done. Did out the door. Randy Bick is that his name? Yeah, Randy Bick. If I ever meet him, I'm going to do this. The Bick Banana. 
then just walk away. <laughs> means nothing to the young people in this room the here at all. Bic no. banana? The Bic pen put out a yellow pen and called it the yes. Bic banana, and they went, the Bic banana. I don't remember that. <laughs> huh. Huh. It was a great commercial. Hey, Bic pens ruled the universe for about 30 years out of Bic France. Oh, is that yeah. where they come from? B-I-C. Back in the old days, and people yeah. took notes. Yeah, that's exactly. When people actually used a pen back in the old days. Now, yeah. now they're misspelling everything over text. Did you see that argument now? There's a, there's a professor arguing that we should give up on grammar and spelling because it's a waste of time because the Internet can do oh. it for us. Mm. Don't learn how to spell anymore. Wow. We're just all going to be a bunch of drooling Neanderthals. We are. We really are, aren't we? (laughs) Going to be a bunch of morons. I don't don't know how to write or speak. Does that say stop or go? Because I can't spell. I don't know. Not if if people start listening to that little seven-year-old that gave a, a TED Talk on connecting with children. Seven years old. Yeah. Seven years old. How about this? Connect with this child. Sit down and shut up. There you go. There you go. That's how they connected oh, when I was yeah. seven and years old. I'll and, tell you and, that. I, and, I'm, and the thing about that TED Talk by the seven-year-old, I wonder if that seven-year-old was coached at all. Well, of course. Oh, pushed into this oh, she's obviously a child actor. Yeah, but, but still, yeah. seven. Yeah. yeah. That's still but impressive. I couldn't have done that at seven. Any, any child can learn a script. That's why it's seven. They can do it because that's why they're child actors. And there are parents that are, well, Having been in that position, to a certain extent, the parents push them, and some oh, parents yeah, push definitely. really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, I have a friend that really used hard. to be a talent agent, and a lot of oh, God. them were child <laughs> actors. And it was for, like, commercials and TV show appearances and stuff yeah. like that, and she's like, the parents are the worst part of the job. Yeah, they've always oh. got the no wire hangers ever, moms. You know, you all are kind of dragging me down. <laughs> I- <laughs> Well, let me do it even further. Welcome to reality. 1983 and 4, I recorded all the commercials for for McDonald's for the 84 Olympics. Olympics! And then remember, just before the 84 Olympics, because Catherine and I were on our honeymoon up in Canada, I get back and I see these newspapers like, what is that all about? Guy goes into a McDonald's, of course, in San Diego and kills everybody in the place. Remember that? Oh, that's yeah. right. Oh and they canceled all of the commercials. It cost me <laughs> hundreds of thousands of dollars. Couldn't you wait until, like, Halloween or something? <laughs> that's right, buddy. Yeah, Can't we make this that? about me? More me <laughs> now is all I have to say. But, uh, yeah. I. Oh, by the way, Catherine, did, you, did Barack call you? Because I haven't got my invitation to the birthday party. Yet. I'm expecting a text. Any I a heard, mass text any moment. An so e-blast. I'm, I'm assuming it's any coming moment. any minute. Well, Timmy will be there. Tim will be at the Barack Obama 60th birthday sure. party. I'm expecting a drone to drop one off. I'll be hanging out <laughs> with my minute. two Hollywood friends that I know. <laughs> and that would be who? Skip and Flip? Skip. Yeah, exactly. Eep. Yeah. I, I, I didn't get it. It's not, not Nothing showed up in the mail yet. I don't. I thought it'd be here by now. Six hundred people. I mean, you know. See, I, if I, I was in that position, like you know, inviting a bunch of billionaires to my lakefront or oceanfront property, mm-hmm. having this uh, ultra exclusive elite party, I would send one invite out to just some random person and yeah. see what they think see about if they it. Come. It's like you know, just like some you yeah, know, be kind yeah. of cool, some janitor actually. in right. Montana gets an invite. <laughs> would he show up? I wonder. Yes. Well, how's he going to afford to get there? Why? Well, have to pay for the yeah. trip, obviously. Yeah, say, like, all expenses paid, yep, exactly. contact this number, I still have to ask the question. I thought we were trying to live greener and cleaner, and what are you doing building a $12 million mansion right on the ocean? Yeah. That's not good for the environment. What are you doing? Well, and I thought the sea levels were going to rise and swallow up the earth. Yeah, what happened? Why would you buy a house on the ocean when you're going to get swallowed up in the next 15, 20 minutes? I Isn't wonder that 20 minutes? how many private jets will be coming in. Oh, yeah, 600? Oh. Well, that's the real thing. About yeah, 600, yeah. The private yeah. jets. Air travel in general is, like... It, Far more than cars. There'll probably be a carbon offset donation Uh, box at the front door. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. uh, I don't know about that, Andy. Per person traveling in, I don't know that if you're driving across country and you fill a plane and you fly across and you take a car with two people in and drive across, I don't know if it's the carbon footprint's different. Well, I think if people didn't have the ability to fly, they just wouldn't go across the country. I sure wouldn't. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, for well, me, it's, well, it's not well, like, well. oh, I can't fly. I better drive to Florida. It's I'm just never going to go to Florida ever again. Well, I look. have some friends that grew up in households where they never flew anywhere. They always drove everywhere they went. Yeah. I flew for the first time when I was 16 years old, I think. My my sister paid me to go see my brother in, uh, in, when he was in the Marine Corps. He also never went anywhere. Yeah, we also never went anywhere. That's the other part of it. Hey, we could. We never even went to St. Paul for Christ. Yeah, if you take the bus, you, yeah. If you're gonna take the bus, you didn't go. You didn't yeah. go. Yeah, I, I was. Should... I was 15. I was 15. You were 15 first yeah, time you flew, flew in a prop plane. Yeah. A prop plane. I think go. I was 18 or 19 before I flew. Well, there you go. See, it's all you need to know. Well, you were smoking on the planes back then, though. So yeah, but it was different. <laughs> no smoking was just one row ahead, though, mm-hmm. so I'm sure you didn't get any of the smoke up in your breathing space wow. up they there. They had one a nice row. little sheet separating the two. <laughs> they didn't. You know, not, at first, they did not. They had no sheet at all. The oh, smoke well, that's just came like right up over the top. Smoking sections in restaurants. Gosh, that was such yeah. a joke. Yes, exactly. You know, Dan worked at Pizza Hut in high school, and he's like, it was like, yeah, I remember Dad, no smoking you'd be sections. Smoking section, yeah. yes, and I'd exactly. be the non-smoking exactly. section. I remember right. non-smoking sections yeah. in restaurants, like, and even this? as a very young kid, I was like, this is dumb and makes no sense. No, because they're literally one table over. They're smoking. Yeah. Well, you're out to dinner for an hour, hour and a half, two hours. I mean, unless you're at, like, some fancy place where it's going to take all night. It's all you need to Can't know, you right? go without a cigarette for an hour and a half? You would think. <laughs> or even on a plane. Most I of know. the time, you're not on the plane for that long. Oh, I we went to a football game with one of Dan's friends that used to smoke. He doesn't smoke anymore. But it's, you know, a football game's like, three, three and a half hours, and he left to smoke, like, four times. Wow. Who did? did? One of Dan's friends that Chew. used to smoke. He doesn't smoke anymore. Chew but he used gum. to be like, oh, he, he used anymore. to smoke constantly. What yeah. antics? I was like, how? Daisy, she's trying to get that thing down so she can lay on it. Yeah, yeah what? She's like, come on. Yeah, why don't you chew some gum? If you can't get, you know, if you can't give up the nicotine, chew Very some scratchy. gum for a couple hours. Not that big a deal. Yeah. Not he that tried difficult to quit well. many times. And That's I, hard. I don't know what, I think just going cold turkey eventually, he was just like, I just need to stop. And it, if he you have, tried the gum and the patches and the this and the that. If you have the chemical addiction to the nicotine along with the social or physio- uh, uh, yeah. psychological addiction to yeah. doing something. And the other thing that about smoking is it gives you an opportunity to detach yourself politely yeah, like, from oh, any conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. and any interaction. Yeah, exactly. Because yes. there's this ceremony. Oh, there's this whole maybe cer- I should start smoking. There's this, <laughs> that's it, that whole ceremony because you, you know, you're there and you can just step back and you, put, you, you find your cigarettes and then maybe you tap them and then. Peel the cellophane off. You look off, and, mm-hmm. the, and so people are talking around you, and you're just gonna be boom, boom, smoke. You light it. So it's this whole process, and you're, you can detach for five to ten minutes. No one cares. I'm gonna start doing that at parties. I'm gonna say I need to go outside to smoke, and then I'm gonna pull out like a five foot long cigarette. All the parties that you go to. Be out there for like four hours smoking the same one. We need to take a break. We oh my god, we do. Timmy, great job, Pally. Thank you so much. We will talk on Thursday. I will review the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. So uh, and and talk more about David Dasmelson's role in that. Love it. And, and don't forget Mei Ling uh, Ing because we just had her on the show a couple days ago. What's she oh, doing? Oh, really? She's in also cool. in the Suicide Squad. Oh, she is. Awesome. That's right. She, yeah, she's Mongal. I would not oh, want so, her punching yeah. me. I know. We've, we've talked to Mongal and what polka dot man? I would polka not dot man. care to be punched by that woman. <laughs> Have you seen her picture? No. Oh, is she put together? I mean, she's got. She looks like a road warrior for Christ's <laughs> sake. All right, Timmy. And, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk uh, on Thursday. Have a great day, everybody, and we'll talk next week. Sounds good, man. Talk to you later. Yeah. Bye. We'll take a break. Be back. Kristen Burt in the second hour.